Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to the first edition of This Weekend Carding here in 2020, episode 17 of the podcast. And again, those of you who may be listening to the first This Weekend Carding podcast, the program all about grabbing all the top news that we've had on eCarding uh, on the news desk, bringing it here to podcast form. Absolutely perfect for heading to work, coming home, whatever it may be. You want carding on your commute to and from work, we can take care of you on that. Joined, as always, by David Cole, uh, as uh, we have, I think, four pages worth of stuff. This is it's our last episode, and it's an ongoing joke here, the fact that it should be this month in carding. Uh, it's, we call it this week in carding, but uh, it's usually every month. We're actually over a month since the last show. Uh, I think the last show was in the middle of December. So uh, we're ex- we're good to go. We're going to try to do it more and more, like we always say. But again, David Cole joining me, and I'll bring him in here in a second this edition of this week in carding brought to you by the rollison performance group at the rollison performance group we strive for ultimate success we're more than just an arrive and drive race team with countless wins on the national and regional level our focus is on complete driver development and that's where the success is fueled we combine one-on-one coaching on-track instruction and intensive data debriefing with unparalleled cart and engine prep our program will help you raise your game and we will take you to the next level. If that's your goal, RPG needs to be your next move. All right, David Cole, welcome to this month in karting. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I told you the name's going to stick. I like this week in karting, though. It just sounds... I know. know. Well, it's just... We don't have time. <laughs> That's, well, and then look, I'm looking at, like I said, dude, we have a lot to go through. There are a lot of stuff that happened since the middle of December. Um, you know, obviously, season getting underway. A lot of information coming out. And it's a... It's the time for announcements anyways, right? Everybody's talking about schedules for 2020, rules updates, new programs, whatever it may be, new dealers, whatever. So a lot coming. You never know. Maybe we'll change it to this, this month in carding later on. But I would rather I would rather do this week in carding and do it every two weeks. If we can do it every two weeks in 2020, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be okay with that. Are you up? Are you up for that? Yeah, this is week number two, essentially, of 2020. <laughs> That's right. So if we do it week four and week six, yeah, there if we do go. it every other, it at least it's essentially a week because, you know, of, of the of the news cycle. There's not a massive amount of news. But as you said, the beginning of the of the year, the end of 2019, there's a lot of stuff happening within the industry. So definitely a lot to cover uh, over the last month. Yeah, no doubt. Let's and let's uh, start first and foremost. We look at Operation Grassroots and the kind of the foundation of the sport, uh, the of the pyramid. You know that 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 club level racing Operation Grassroots. Oh, did you do present? Name. Who's is presented by? I don't think I already did it. Oh, did but you? What, I missed what, it. Sorry. What? <laughs> See, I, it's on. 2020. I'm all messed up. <laughs> where did where did you go I'm, for I'm, the entire? I blanked out the there. Entire, sorry. Where did you go for the entire Rawlson Performance Group intro? I, I blanked out there for a second. I don't know what I'm now, doing. Mike Rawl. Listen, you've even raced for Mike, and it's wow. Friday. Well, it's no, it's, listen, it's Friday. It's I, my mind is, is mush right now. I'm playing Mr. Mom the last two weeks, so my mind my mind <laughs> is mush right now. This uh, I want to say this right now. This uh, this speaks volumes. Like I'm I'm really getting an understanding of when I'm talking to you and we're having discussions on how to advance eCardi news and what we're going to do to make this the site better. And you give me that glazed over look. I, so that's no, just, I just don't listen to you. <laughs> I think we said this in the last podcast we did. I I, I can't. I, I only yeah. have to listen to you when I want to, and I just happen to not want to listen to you at that particular time. <laughs> well. 
So in in this situation, you're obviously the work. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah. You're you're the, you're the woman in this one because you're not listening. I, I'm to not. Me. No. Select select. Actually, it's the it's the men yeah. normally that have selective well, hearing, so I get it. All right, listen. We're, let's get back to what I was talking yes. about. Major news hitting in late last year, obviously, uh, when the rumor was out there that longtime Briggs and Stratton director of motorsports David Klaus was moving on. He was not going to be with the with the company anymore being replaced by uh, Dan Roach, which, you know, Dan's a veteran guy in the sports, been with Briggs and Stratton for 14 years, a 12-year member of the Badger Kart Club with along with his two sons. He's a racer, which is obviously big. But, Dave, that transition of power was, was something that I think we were all kind of – everybody took a collective breath saying, okay, what's going to happen moving forward with Briggs and Stratton, right? Because, number one, David Klaus has been the leader for, for many, many years. He kind of, you know – steered the the Briggs the Briggs 206 program in. He did such great things for the sport. But then we're talking transition. He's gone. Is Briggs still committed to motorsports? So, you know, and, and they have they have such a broad spectrum of motorsports. It's not just karting, it's quarter midgets, it's snowmobile racing, it's drag racing. It's off the some of the buggies that they do, oval oval stock car stuff they do with, with some of their engines. Um yeah, I just that, that was big news. But then I know for you and I, the minute we were able to get a chance to talk to, to Dan, man, just reinvigorated things. It's going to be a new focus, obviously. A lot going on at Briggs and Stratton. Well, that, that's the hard side of the winter season is rumors come up and everybody just wants to talk yeah. about things going on or not going on because there's nothing to do. There's no racing going on in, in certain parts of the country, and especially in Briggs country here up in the Midwest, you know. The home of Briggs and Stratton being in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So it's, you know, no, there's no racing going around here in the Midwest. So people just, just go after any type of, of drama that's going around and the internet just fuels it and fuels it. It's like pouring fuel yeah, on a fire. It. So it was good to understand uh, what the situation going on, because as you said, a lot of different things were being said. 90% of it was untrue. Thankfully, uh, but again, until you hear an official word from the officials at Briggs and Stratton, we don't know what's going on. So it was good to hear. Uh, it was sad to see uh, David Kloss leave. Obviously, as you said, he's been the yeah. face of Briggs and Stratton racing for so long. I mean, when you think of Supercarts USA, you think of Tom Kutcher. Uh, when you think of Briggs and Stratton, you think of David Klaus. So as you said, multiple different facets in the motorsports realm. Uh, not just karting, but all over. So you know, he, when you think of Mazda, you thought thought of John Doonan because he was he was everywhere. That's uh, true. So a very similar case there. Yep. So so Dave's going to go off and do something else, and and Briggs now has a capable of putting the the motorsports uh, portion of Briggs and Stratton in capable hands of uh, Dan Rope. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Dan Roach is going to be it's going to be fantastic. I've had a couple of conversations with him since he made his debut in the new position at the PRI uh, Performance Racing Industry Trade Show in Indianapolis in mid December. Speaking of of social media, David, and all the you know the, the all the bullshit that happens you know in the off season, we talked to Dan. The 2020 rule set is expected to come out. It's going to be released by Briggs and Stratton through the social media. We'll then follow it up with a lot of content. That's going to be probably before the end of January here. But one of the basic, and let's just touch on this briefly, one of the other crappy deals about social media, right? Somebody came out with a, a fake document that was supposedly from Briggs and Dan talking about the fact that that uh, they were moving to a one-spec clutch. If they end up doing that, they end up doing that, whatever. But it was it was somebody came out to try to mess with the sport, mess with people, mess with Briggs, saying that, that they were going to one specific clutch. Um, again, that's one of the things. 
folks, social media, unless it comes right from the Briggs and Stratton page or from eCarding News, don't listen to it. It's just so ridiculous. Isn't it? That, when I saw that, David, it was like, you got to be kidding me. And of course, and I, you know, we, we all have to spend time on the phone talking about it and working on it just because it's just BS. Yeah, it's what the internet has been basically for since the beginning of the internet. <laughs> I mean, back in in the, in the late 90s when the forums were, were first started, everybody would, would get on a forum and, and, and claim some false statement that was going Keyboard on. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard yeah. warriors. And now, now yeah. they're into uh, Photoshop. So Photoshop, you can do a lot with it. You can, you know, you, if you want to, you can put, you know, your head on a skinny body or my head on a muscular body. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that can be done, but, uh, you know, thank, you know, as we said, we knew it, we knew it was fake, but just the fact that people were sharing it unknown, what was really going yeah. on because people, and that's the thing about social media. That's, that's a, that's a shame is, is people just share things without really knowing what it is or if it's even a, 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 a true statement or even, even a true image or even a true video. Like even, any, oh even videos are, are con- <laughs> constructed to make it look real when it's not in fact real. So it's just, it's, it's, it's funny at times, but at times it's really sad to see kind of where our society is, but that's, that's for another topic. <laughs> I was going to say, can we make a public service announcement and tell everybody when you're looking at your timeline on Twitter or on Facebook, please, before you share something, whether it's sport, it, related to our sport or related to politics for one, please have a look at, <laughs> please have a look at the actual origin of the website that is posting whatever you think is real Wait. because a lot of, it's just like, it's propaganda driven. It just, it drives me crazy. Just, well, just just oh this week, God. somebody stole one of our vi- one of our videos from 2017 from Sonoma. Yeah. Somebody stole, basically st- captured it and put it on their own Facebook account, and it grabbed like over a hundred thousand views. And I'm thinking to myself, why the hell would somebody do that? And it's just kind of the way the internet yeah. works. Sure. And it it you know it it makes me want to just not even look at Facebook anymore because Twitter's a little bit better than that. Where you know it's real, it's more. Uh, factual. There's yeah. not a lot of, I mean, there's people who obviously put propaganda up on their own accounts, but that's just kind of the way it is. But, and then it, you go to Instagram for food and, and other things. <laughs> that's right. All right, David, <laughs> let's jump real quickly into this. Lots to talk about here on the episode of this week in carding episode 17, as David mentioned, Friday, January the 17th, as we get ready to uh, cap off another weekend. Uh, the guys are racing down at, in Florida at the, at the rock club, Florida winter tour. We'll be watching that uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, but David, Supercarts USA releasing the proposed IAMI technical adjustments for 2021. Getting way out ahead of it. They've got a new exhaust system we're coming out with, new ignition, new main bearings. Talk a little bit about uh, what's going on that and that release that came out from from Scusa. I think I was actually on holiday when when that uh, release came out, or at least maybe it was a weekend where I believe you published it. So it was kind of yeah, news yeah. to me. Uh, but it was something that was put on the schedule back in 2014. And I think that's one of the great things that Supercarts USA has done with the IME product and IME USA West and IME yep. USA East. They put a seven year freeze on the engine configurations. And and you talk like 2014, essentially when everything moved to the IME X30 engine, the Leopards were gone. Uh, the Swift was became the prevalent uh, cadet engine. It's been, I can't believe it's been, this is now going into the seventh year. That, that it's the seventh year. It's, yep. it's amazing that we've we've gone that long. And so, twenty twenty one is when uh, things are going to change. At least for the X thirty, uh, no changes are on on point for the Swift, the K one hundred, 
or the new SSE 175 engines. So those three engines will stay the, stay the same. Uh, the change is more in the X30 category or X30 engine that uh, we've, we've seen happen in Europe. And, and so it was a matter of when it's going to happen. And kudos to Scusa for sticking with the seven-year freeze rule. They did. Yep, you're right. Yeah. And kudos for that from the very beginning, because I know when they brought the X30 out and talking to Tom Kutcher, sitting down with them, it was all about this is the engine we're doing, and we're locking this thing in. Because obviously, you know, the ro- the issues with the Rotax was the fact that they were constant updates, $500 update, $1,000 updates, new kits, whatever, right? The concept was, hey, this is a solid engine. It's a good one. Yeah, they're going to make changes in Europe, but we're going to lock this thing for seven years, as you said, David. So kudos to Scusa for sticking through it for that seven years. And even with the the updates they're making now, as you're going to go over, uh, the cool thing is a, a number of the updates, you can still run whatever the, the old package was, which I think was, was really good. Yeah, that's that's kind of the good thing about it. And then that's kind of what happened when they transitioned from Leopard to X30. You could run the Leopard if you wanted to, but everybody jumped on the X30 yeah. bandwagon. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest thing, two biggest things I think are that you'll see visually are the new exhaust system and the new ignition system. Uh, for all the, all the X30 categories, it's going to go now to a one-piece uh, exhaust system that's similar to what you see on the K100 engine and the Swift engine. Uh, so no more dealing with flexes, no more changing them, no more cutting them, no more measuring them. The exhaust is the exhaust. One yep. piece system, which will, I think it does kind of eliminate some of that tuning ability that that guys really liked that, you know, we're, we're used to that with the Leopard. But, uh, you know, it, it takes away the... Uh, any any type of uh, scenarios that somebody may be thinking a little bit too far out of the box. Um, so uh, there will still be the uh, restricted header for the junior categories. It'll be a 22 millimeter header for the juniors. Obviously, with it being a one piece, it's a little bit different of a design, but still a, a, a bit of a restrictor uh, for the junior categories. Uh, the new ignition system is uh, going to be restricted at 16,000 RPMs, same as the digital K unit. Um, this one has a little bit less wires and should have an improved start button. Uh, but as you said, both old and new systems will be allowed in, for competition. The exhaust, it's going to be just the one-piece exhaust, so no more uh, two-piece exhaust allowed yep. there. Uh, the main bearings are uh, going to be new for the X30 engines, uh, but both old and new bearings are going to be allowed uh, and approved uh, with, um, with Supercarts USA. Uh, last but not least, uh, they're bringing in a new airbox as well. Same size, just kind of a, a newer design uh, airbox. And again, as you said, David, old and new airboxes uh, are, are legal for competition. So you don't need to get a new airbox if you don't want, but you can if you want. No changes, as you said, for Swift, KA100, or the SSE175. Supercarts USA uh, actually adding a little more to the, the new cycle, David. They announced a new spec oil and fuel, fuel combo. For 2020, they're moving to the ELF racing oil for all sanctioned events. A lot of feedback, I believe, from the engine builders that they wanted a different oil, so they went with ELF. Uh, I believe that the, the brand is there, the model is the HTX909. Um, they're going to revert back to the VP MS98 spec fuel as well, which I thought was kind of an interesting call. Yeah, they made that uh, debut of both the oil and fuel combination at uh, Scusa Winter Series uh, last weekend. So, uh, yeah, again, it's a little bit of a feedback from the engine builders or engine service centers. Yep. And and so again, it's technical thing. We we don't have too many too much information on 
on the oils and fuel. Um, and again, it has to do, I think it has to do with making, finding a good combination that works for all of the engine platforms going from Swift all the way up to the, uh, SSE engine. So that way there's, there's no mixing of different oils or different fuels. If you have just the one oil and the one fuel for all the categories, it makes things a little bit easier. Yeah, and uh, a slight increase in price as well. I think the, the oils, it's a more expensive oil. There's a lot more to it, I think, uh, in, in kind of a little bit of the conversation I had with Tom and a couple other people. So a slight increase overall in the fuel oil uh, combination still. Uh, it's part of our sports consumable. Uh, Dave, speaking of consumables, and, and this is happening with all the, or, all the uh, different tire manufacturers, but MG Tires bringing in a, a new product for new era, the new homologation in 2020. Yes, all around the world. Excuse me. All the different tire manufacturers had to submit their new homologation through the FIA uh, to be uh, authorized for use in, uh, I believe it's a three year program, 2020 to 2022. So essentially three years. not, not much has changed with the MG tires itself. A little bit development on what is the yellow and red tires. More so just name changes and identification um, just for, for better identification and, and going into the new homologation. So that way they know you know it's a different tire compared to what was there. Um, yep. the yellow, so all the same colors are back. Yellow and red are the two main colors. Uh, that MG uses and have been the focal point of its uh, development going into the 2020 season. Uh, the yellow is now the SM, where the red is the SH. Uh, you have uh, just new names for the green and white, which are SS Green and the SI White. Uh, for four-cycle competitors, there is the orange tire, which is the RL1, and the blue tire, which is now the RL2. So those two tires are also getting new names. And, of course, you have uh, what was a new tire, I believe, uh, just recently, the RL3, which is for uh, rental cart tires. And, of course, the WT, which is for a rain, stays unchanged. So, yeah, just some uh, some new branding, I guess, for, for MG in terms of, of the tires. As David said, they did do some development to get better performance and, and longer wear, better wear on the SM Yellow and the SH Red. Otherwise, just renaming stuff for 2020. All right, folks, we've come to our first break in the action on this edition of This Week in Karting. David Cole and I will be back. We got some, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about rock, actually, in the next uh, segment. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. 25 years of experience, 25 years of success. Greg Bell and Leading Edge Motorsports are heading into their third decade in the sport with winning momentum and the best material possible. Last year's monumental victories at the Rock de Rio and Scusa Super Nationals have proven what the sport has long known. Greg Bell is one of the finest karting tuners, and he and his drivers can get the job done. Looking for a change in equipment? Get on board with Leading Edge Motorsports. Leading Edge is North America's factory team for Formula K and Praga karts, and the new 2020 models are in stock and ready for pickup or shipping to your garage. Do you want to win like Danny Formal did with Leading Edge in Las Vegas? Call Greg Bell today at 209-369-0921 to secure your place on the team. Leading Edge Motorsports will be trackside in 2020 at the Challenge of the Americas, Scusa Pro Tour and California Pro Car Challenge, Rock Sonoma, and the KPX Karting Championship in NorCal. From Rock to Miami to Briggs, rely on Greg Bell and Leading Edge Motorsports to give you everything you need to step into the winner's circle. 
Check out leadingedgemotorsports.com to learn more. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Hello, EKN Nation. Rob Howden alongside David Cole as we uh, present to you our first This Week in Carding podcast of the 2020 season. David going back and grabbing all that news that he posted to the homepage on EKN. Uh, a lot of that news as well. If, you, if you're not yet a member of EKN Nation on the website to get our email news, our, our EKN News Desk email bulletin, make sure you sign up. A pop-up comes on the website every once in a while. Get yourself signed up. That way, we'll always drop some good stuff into your inbox. You know, I know your people are busy, but they're going to get a chance to see this email, which is a lot of the top stores, the, the primary news it's hitting. You can just click on that. Great way to uh, to have a look, kind of a synopsis of what's going out on the website during the week. Uh, but, of course, this podcast, This Week in Carding, so good for your morning commute. Always great for if you're working on the cart in the garage as well. I know most people will be getting things dialed in for the 2020 season. So when you're out there thinking about working on that cart and wanting some uh, want some carting podcast, uh, maybe make sure you hook up to the ECAN Radio Network. All right, David, uh, we got a rock segment here. We got four uh, things talking about the rock out of the box. Some news coming from Andy Saisman of Full Throttle Carting. They become the Western distributor for the rock engines and rock parts. They add that to their Bridgestone YLR tire distribution program. And you know, Andy obviously uh, just a really Good, good guy to, to do it here on the West Coast, David. He runs the Challenge of the Americas Rock Program. He runs the California Rock Cha- uh, Championship as well midseason. So if there's a guy who's support rock on the West Coast, Andy Saisman is the guy. So he becomes the new distribution center for rock parts. Good call. Yeah, Andy has a lot of uh, background dealing with uh, distribution, uh, obviously working with Rotax for a number of years, probably a couple of decades yep. uh, since the beginning of Rotax when it came into the United States. Uh, now going into his third year, uh, working with, uh, rock cup USA, uh, as you said, basically became the Bridgestone YLR distributor, uh, early on, but, uh, the need to kind of improve that customer service, providing less costs and shipping and shorter delivery time. That's really essentially why, uh, they've established, uh, full throttle carding as a Western distributor for rock engines and parts. It's just a lot easier to get people parts within a day or two. Uh, coming directly from the LA area to whether it's Colorado or up in the Pacific Northwest or somewhere in the South Southwest area, a lot easier to go, come from California than it is from Florida where Rock Cup USA is based. So uh, just, just simple business practice. Yeah. And let's give Andy the props as well. Remember he's got a brick and mortar storefront shop as well in Orange, California. So it's, it's, you know, it's not just a trailer shop. He's, it's not just, a, and it's not just a warehouse either. He's got the full brick and mortar, the storefront at FTK. So yeah, great stuff. Of course, he'll be trackside uh, as well for all the major rock events in 2020 on the West coast. So the trailer will be there. Parts will be there. And that's, you know, that's the support of any product line, any series, any program, you know, whether, I don't know if you're, whether you're a club, uh, a cart club, you got to have some guys there, some trailers there to, to support everybody. Uh, good for Andy for, for making that happen. We'll stay with Andy on this next one as well, David, because last year kind of answering the call of the industry 
uh, the guys that he had out at his Challenge of the Americas series when, when they went to Rock and guys that maybe weren't yet running the Rock program, they kind of said, hey, listen, we, we love the idea of coming to the Challenge. We love the atmosphere. It's a great series. But if we're going to, you know, if we're going to tool up to go rock racing with our customers, we need to have places to race throughout the year, right? Because, you know, there's Rock Sonoma and there's the California, uh, there's the, the, the Challenge of the Americas. Last year, Andy launching the uh, the California Rock Championship back for a second year this year, a bit of a, a bit of a uh, evolution, you know, had that first season, some ups and downs, 2020 now putting together. And they've, they've done a couple of cool things, I think, uh, which should make it a, make it for a pretty solid season. Yeah, there isn't a really uh, club-focused rock program in Southern California. So, it yeah. was, it, as you said, kind of emphasized the need to have something there during the summer months. Uh, whether it be after the challenge ends and then waiting up until, you know, the winter programs hit or the, the, the fall programs hit. Um, so, so Andy started up uh, the rock, the California rock championship and it was, it was, it came with some success last year, but they're looking to establish a little bit better of uh, a relationship between North and South California, because, you know, as, as we've seen year in and year out, it's very, it's a tough sledding when you're trying to get both, you know, it's almost, it's almost like a war trying to get North and South working together. Uh, but, know, yeah. but thankfully Andy, Andy is a good mediator, uh, was able to get with the rock Sonoma program. And so he'll host, Andy will host two events on the year. And then the Rock Sonoma program will host two events, which they're already running with their Rock Sonoma program. So two of their races will be part of the California Rock Championship. And then two races that Andy hosts will complete it for a four event program are running through May and September. So May 16th through 17th at Button Willow, June 27th through 28th up at Sim Raceway Park or Sim Raceway Performance Karting Center. Uh, August 1 through 2nd is San- Santa Maria Kart Track. And then September 12th through 13th closes everything out back and th- at the Sim Raceway. Yeah, I think it's a great program. Again, it's it's for guys that run rock, and that's what you do. It's good to have a couple of programs. You've got the you got a club program. Um, you you know, you, like you said, you don't have a. There's not a super strong club program, I think, yet down in California, but it'll keep growing, no doubt about it. Uh, but then to have these four races, uh, we're going to see a lot of guys going back and forth. I think it'll be, I think it'll be good to get things underway. Let's go from the West Coast, David, to the East Coast because uh, Garrett Potter and the and the Crew at Rock Cup USA. Uh, I've, I've made a pretty significant move, kind of partnering up with the World Karting Association, uh, the Manufacturers Cup. We've talked about this in other This Week in Kartings before. Uh, the Manufacturers Cup adding a number of the rock categories to the program, but they've also, the WK, putting together a pretty significant prize package with Rock Cup USA for their midseason championship. Yeah, we talked about the restructuring of the World Karting Association Manufacturers Cup Series a little bit, and essentially their sprint, whole sprint package. Uh, talking about that, that kid kart only program, uh, they have the Florida Winter Cup, which is, includes Daytona, which was just run, and the upcoming February event in Orlando. That race in Orlando is going to be part of what is known as a mid-season championship program. So it includes Orlando, the Charlotte Motor Speedway event for the Manufacturers Cup Series, and then the Newcastle event for the Manufacturers Cup Series. So the three events are going to form like a mini uh, mid-season championship, as they call it. Uh, and they're actually going to be giving away Rock Cup Super Final tickets to top yeah, points earner yeah. in Mini Rock, Junior Rock, Senior Rock, and Shifter Rock, all needing a minimum average of 10 entries in those categories in order for that ticket to be awarded. 
Yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Plus, they're also going to be throwing in a Rock the Rio entry in Micro. Uh, Micro Rock, 100cc Junior, 100cc Senior, 100cc Masters, and the Rock Shifter Masters class as well. So if you run those three races, the, the, the second round of the Florida Cup, which David said is that Orlando race in February that pairs up uh, with, the, uh, with the race at Daytona Cart Week, you run Charlotte, you run Newcastle. Man, there's, a, there's an opportunity if you end up as the, as the champion of that midseason championship battle, a pretty solid little ticket. You're either going Rock the Rio or you're going to Italy. So uh, I think it's a, a pretty cool program. Rock Cup USA really getting behind the WK this year, I think. Yeah, it's formed. they formed a really strong partnership going into the 2020 season. Obviously, we talked about them using officials from the Rock Cup USA program. Uh, so the two have kind of intertwined uh, moving forward going into the season. If you're a rock racer, we just said on on the West Coast, you've got the California Rock Championship. Now, it doesn't go all the way up to the top, but it's, you know, that good run through California. And then if you're East Coast, you're you're running Florida Winter Tour and you're running potentially uh, the WK Manufacturers Cup or this midseason championship. Now, speaking of the WK, or rather the uh, the Florida Winter Tour, David, uh, we're a little late on this one here (laughs) because, of course, it's been over a month uh, since we did our last This Week in Karting. But uh, the Florida Winter Tour, Rock Cup USA, uh, confirming their 2020 venues, of course, on track right now. We'll be racing, running this broadcast throughout the weekend. Drivers on track. So if you do want to find out what's going on in the first round of the Winter Tour, January 16th to 19th, they're running in Miami at Isle Casino, uh, racing at Pompano Park, just north of Miami. That's this weekend. Middle of February, 13th to the 16th, they'll head up to Ocala Grand Prix, and they're going to wrap up this year's Florida Winter Tour on March 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th uh, at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, a week before and just west of the uh, opening round of the NTT IndyCar Series, uh, the uh, the St. Petersburg Grand Prix. So uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, David, another uh, another temporary venue, apparently uh, Garrett Potter likes putting on temporary events. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually watching qualifying right now on the old iPad. Uh, yeah. Briggs 206 senior just got done qualifying. Guess who's on pole? Uh, for Briggs 206, Dan Preitenstein. N- no, senior for senior. Oh, and master. senior. Who's running? Yeah. I haven't looked at the lineup for senior yet. Who's we on saw pole? Him, we Col- saw him win it. We saw him win in October and at the say, Canadian Nationals. Jordan Pryor? Jordan Pryor, P1. Wow, where's Colin Warren? He's Colin there Warren, 21 thousandths off in second place. <laughs> wow. Ian That's Quinn awesome. Ian Quinn is 58 yep. thousandths off in third. So uh, good qualifying. They have 24 Briggs 206 senior drivers there. Ah, you, I love it, man. It's, it gets a chance for these guys to come down. Of course, the Margay Ignite guys, 30 of them came down to the Scusa Winter Series opener, which was badass. They're going to have probably 40 at the next one. And then because it's obviously the Ignite's an Ignite program, but the guys that obviously run other 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 chassis are coming down to run uh, the, the Florida Winter Tour. And hey, listen, Jordan Pryor, winner at the CKNA Grand Nationals, over what, 70-something drivers and senior Briggs, became our EKN Driver of the Month, I think, as well. Did he not for October? He was for October, and as I said, was a Canadian Grand National or Canadian National Champion. Right? Solid season. Canadian, Grand, Canadian National Champion. Canadian, okay. yeah, what do they call them? Canadian yeah. Karting National National Champion. Championships. Yeah. Running for Prime Power Team on the Burrell. Yeah. So awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. All right, folks, again, that was your lineup. Uh, I know it's a little late news. WK, I rather I keep saying well, it came, it came out a day after we recorded. We recorded our uh, our yeah our, our late our last this week in karting. So. <laughs> It doesn't help that a breaking news like that comes a day later. No, no, no. Again, every two weeks is going to be our new plan for this deal. Every two weeks. Uh, All right, folks, another little break in the action. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, one of the cool 
uh, one-off races, a street event coming back for 2020. We're going to talk a little Rotax. Uh, kind of that'll be kind of that next little group. Stay with us, folks. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. The 2019 season is rapidly coming to a close, and it's time to start thinking about 2020. Get out your calendar and mark off the dates for the fastest-growing Rock Cup programming in the U.S., the Challenge of the Americas. It's our 13th season and year three of our Rock Focus, and 2020 will be the biggest yet. As always, the Challenge features three race weekends at three of the finest tracks in the West. The Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Cal Speed Karting in Fontana, and Sonoma in NorCal Wine Country. Our classes include Micro, Mini, Junior, Senior, and Masters Rock, our multi-manufacturer 100cc Junior, Senior, and Masters level, and our well-supported Rock Shifter and Rock Shifter Masters program. We're by far the largest shifter program in the West, with 56 unique competitors and an average of 32 shifter drivers in just two categories this past winter. While other West Coast programs are shrinking, the Challenge of the Americas and Rock are growing. With over 125 entries at last year's opener, 150 plus is certainly a possibility for 2020. So make sure you're part of the fun. Prizes include tickets to the massive Rock Cup Super Final and the Rock the Real event in Las Vegas. The Challenge opener is less than four months away, so head to our website at challengecarding.com, pull out that calendar, and lock in the dates. We'll see you in Tucson. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cartsport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, cart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at cartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Cartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, our newest edition of This Week in Carding, kicking off the 2020 uh, podcast season. Uh, David, let's jump into uh, information from P1 Promotions. One of the cool announcements last year was the return of the Lockhart Grand Prix uh, in Texas, essentially the home of barbecue in Texas. Lockhart, just some tremendous places to go to eat down there, but uh, a number of years ago, there was the Grand Prix of Lockhart, this kind of cool event, or Lockhart Grand Prix. It's coming back. It's been away for a while, but new promoters. It's uh, Gina and Mark French from P1 Promotions. They were the ones that did the Texas Pro Car Challenge over the last couple of years. They've passed that that Pro Car Challenge back to Scusa. They're doing their own events this year, three events. One of them being this Lockhart Grand Prix, May 16th and 17th. Um, Cart's getting back for the first time since 2015. The same layout that they used in 13 and 14. But David, the big thing was they actually went online, did a Facebook Live, I think, and kind of announced all the uh, the class structure for the program. 
Yeah, it was a great little Facebook live program that Mark and Gina were able to do. I think they kind of copied us because they had a couple of beverages with them as well. So they watched us uh, doing it in Supernats and they I think they uh, they they liked it. So they tried it out themselves. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, but as you said, so carts have been at Lockhart three times previously. So 2013 through 2015 uh, with the different promoter, a different name. Uh, this year now, as you said, going with P1 Promotions, they're bringing it back to Lockhart uh, after that absence there. A similar layout to 2013 and 14, using all the same uh, streets that were used before and the same tip- type of layout, all focused around the courthouse. There's a courthouse square there that uh, everything is kind of focused around. A really cool old-fashioned building that uh, the start-finish line and pit lane are kind of right alongside it's, it's a really cool little atmosphere in the barbecue barbecue capital of Texas. So uh, it's amazing. I, see, I, I'm not going to be able to go because it's the qualifying weekend for the Indy 500. I'll be in Indianapolis, but man, I'm pretty sure you're heading down for EK and trackside lives. So you're going to be able to have, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to talk about it right now. <laughs> I'm upset. You just, you just, it just, it just hit me the wrong time. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten yet today. Yeah. I'm like, man, I could go to Blacks right now and just order a big old platter. <laughs> well, you know what? I might order like the most expensive meat and just throw it away, kind of like what you did with the In and Out, and then still charge you for it. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's, wow. That's even worse, dude. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. Um, do you remember that? Do you remember that? So we went the year that we were there. You and I went to yeah. Blacks, and we ordered a bunch of stuff: brisket, uh, sausage. I think they have a cheddar jalapeno cheddar sausage or something like that. But I, I want to say I also ordered like a big, like a beef yeah. rib. We had, there's there's pictures on my Facebook page, a massive beef rib, and I had no because remember you don't know what it costs until you until they weigh it, right? And we had a lot of food, and it was great. And I want to say our bill was twenty. Oh no! It was uh, was seventy five dollars because I think the beef rib itself was twenty five bucks. <laughs> uh, it had to be at least that. I think mine oh. was like maybe ten bucks of the meal, and you had the no. Rest of yours it. was more than that. It was like give me a break. But dude, that beef rib was melt in your mouth. That was blacks. That's my favorite place there. Yeah. So if if anything, if you love to eat, just be part of the Lockhart yeah. Grand Prix and 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 to go there and catch the action. Essentially, what you'll be watching yeah. is shifters yeah. hit the, hit the X30 class, hit, hit the class structure. I, I don't want to talk about food anymore. Go Sh- shifters <laughs> X30 categories, hundred uh, CC categories, and two Briggs two hundred six categories. They're gonna do uh, open shifter and open shifter masters. Yep. Uh, open shifter masters was one of the classes that they uh, added after they ran a poll on Facebook for a little bit. The other class they added was X30 masters. So they've added those two categories to the original. Uh, lineup that they provided during that Facebook Live uh, show. Um, so again, th- they'll be able to combine race classes together into race groups if they need to, depending on numbers and how things go. Uh, but again, uh, so X30 Master, X30 Senior will be a class, X30 Junior. They'll do a uh, combined KA100 and VLR Senior and Junior category. Uh, and then Briggs 206 Senior Light, Briggs 206 Senior Heavy, along with a Briggs 206 Junior. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good class lineup. You know, first and foremost, they need to look at what's being run around Texas because that's going to be your fi- your primary driver pool. And then you throw out the shifter stuff because there's guys around this country who absolutely love 
doing street races. And I, I'm hoping they're going to get a good run from guys coming down from, you know, the Indianapolis area and, and other areas where, where people like to go do some street racing because, because Gina and Mark French, they love this sport. They put on a fantastic race. I, I really enjoyed being part of the family with the Texas pro car challenge last year. Those events were always a bunch of fun. Uh, they're going to put on a great race. They know how to do this. And the great thing about it, you know, Mark's a racer as well, right? He races. He's obviously wrenched on Jake's stuff for many, many years. The racetrack's going to be safe. That's the one thing that I, I know that they have such a fo- focus on safety that when they put this track together, it's going to be it's going to be put together the way it needs to be put together. So I think that's that's just one of the things I think you have to put as a check mark anytime you have an event like this, like Rock Island Grand Prix. You know, like like the, like Roger and the crew there, they they put so much emphasis on making sure it's a safe racetrack. I think they're going to do that at Lockhart as well, and I think that's an event that if I if I was a racer, I'd do whatever I could to get down. It's May the sixteenth and seventeenth. It's another event that we need to support. That's one thing too, David, right? You can want to go to it, but support it. Put that on your schedule. Make sure, let's make sure we get a bunch of people down there. Let's make it a financial success for these guys because it's a race we don't want to go away. You got, these street races are so good for the sport. It's fun. And uh, and it's obviously a great opportunity to bring the sport to new people. It's a very fast track. So uh, if people love speed, it's going to be one that you'll want to be on. Um, they did paving back in, I believe, 2014. So depending on how the pavement holds up, I mean, it is Texas, so it doesn't snow down there. So it's got, right. it's got to last a lot better than what we have up here in Michigan. Uh, so, no frost heaving. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so um, it's fast. And it, as you said, the layout, it, it was – essentially a safe layout uh that uh that they're going to be running uh we saw it firsthand uh, obviously yeah. other than racing incidents that you get and people going into the wall because of it uh it, it's generally a safe racetrack so uh yeah i have no doubt again that it'll be safe track it'll be a fast track and again a two-day event you know go down hang out in texas and and have some good food and and enjoy some racing yeah, not that far away from uh, from Austin, Texas, as well, where the uh, where the you know the, the Formula One track is, the Coda track. They've got the they've got the karting track there as well, which I think is kind of cool. If we can continue to build support and, and awareness for karting in that part of Texas, in Austin, you're going to see more people racing out there at the Circuit of the Americas as well in Coda karting. All right, David. In this particular segment, let's jump now into some Rotax news. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest things that's happened over the last couple of years has been this reintroduction of the Rotax program uh, to uh, to American karting. Uh, the good folks at J3 Competition have announced the 2020 Rotax Racing Stars and Stripes program. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in terms of the trophy series and the reintroduction of the Grand Nationals. Yeah, if you are re- recall from last year, they had two special events. They had a Stars and Stripes trophy event, which was held in Utah. And then they had the Stars and Stripes Open, which was held at Pittsburgh uh, International Race Complex. Uh, this year, they're doing something a little bit different. They're holding a stars and stripes trophy series in the northeast which will consist of the united karting facility in may ovrp in may and the lafayette motorsports park in june so little mini series there in the northwest kind of the base of where uh, j3 competition is located uh they're in the series they're going to award uh rotax grand finals tickets to champions in the senior and masters category so tickets will already be handed out by the time we get to June. So a couple of tickets handed yeah. out there. That'll be cool. Uh, and that leads into what will be the the return of the U.S. Rotex Grand Nationals, which will be held on July 3rd through 5th at the Pittsburgh International Race Complex. So uh, the Grand Nationals are back. It was a famed event for so many years uh, under the tutelage of Joe Ramos and then with Max Speed. And again, as you said, we've gone through that transition. We kind of had a U.S. 
open uh, for a while. Kind of ca- we called it the Grand Nationals, but now this is essentially going to be the Grand Nationals because only drivers who are from the United States of America hold a USA license will be eligible for the nine Rotex Max Challenge Grand Final tickets that will be up for grabs that weekend. So open to international drivers, but only USA drivers will be able to earn those tickets. And the Grand Nationals is, of course, designed for drivers who you know potentially run club racing, whatever it may be. And everybody shows up at one race, so that that that's the key for the Grand Nationals. That's how it all started when the Rotex program first got here. Uh, they won't be doing the lottery engines anymore, David. And I think that's probably one of the big news items. Uh, they do have incentive prices, essentially moving into all these events now. It's ownership based, so you have to own your own engine, or you can lease it off a team or whatever you may be. But it's not the lottery engine program where you enter the race and you get an engine this year. It's more, it's the, it's the, the owner uh, program, right? Yeah. And that was, I think that was mainly due to the fact that there weren't a lot of people racing Rotex over the last, what, three years that they've done that. Uh, So it's more of, okay, the products out there now, we haven't done changes to it. You should essentially have an engine. We're starting to build up these, these, uh, like you said, club and regional programs, such as the Stars and Stripes Trophy Series in the Northwest. Uh, they have the Colorado Karting Tour out in the in the Rocky Mountains area. Yep. Uh, Pacific Northwest has uh, the Western Canadian Karting Championships up there. So there's American drivers that go up uh, and race up there as well. So uh, there's there's still those spots. Even the Midwest, South Bend still has a lot of Masters drivers. You know, anywhere between ten to fifteen every every month racing at South Bend. So there's still those pockets of Rotax racers out there. And, uh, you know, and I think J3 has the ability to help build that U.S. Rotex Grand Nationals back up again. Agreed. Uh, speaking of uh, J3 competition and Rotex, David, they did introduce uh, some adjustments. Uh, they knew MY20 Micro and Minimax engine. Talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, this was something we knew was coming down the line. Uh, we saw them introduce the engine package at the 2019 Rotex Max Challenge Grand Finals. Again, they're they're trying to find the great the good combination for these these uh, smaller horsepower engines. Uh, essentially, moving moving them to the 125 engine but uh, reducing it down to to the micro and mini speeds. And again, it's still trying to, to, to produce a fair and balanced uh, engine package that works across the board, but also provides the ability for micro drivers to move up to that mini category without too much of a change. Um, they're now providing kits uh, available to uh, transform people's drive, uh, people's engines to the MY20 model design. Uh, and of course, to, uh, to do that... Uh, micro to mini uh transition as well yeah talk about it david so with the micro it's an exhaust system and an inlet inlet restrictor right restrictor rather 345 dollars for that kit for the minis it's the exhaust system the exhaust socket the ecu uh the radiator and the mounting and uh and the inlet restrictor for 395 and then as you said they have a kit that will if you have an my20 you can a micro you can turn into an my20 mini uh for a kit as well yeah and that's going to be the basis of of the of the engine down the road because they're going to get drier. They're going to get um, competitors getting the micro engine and they'll have the ability to use that engine essentially seven years, uh, you know, running micro from seven to 10 and then 10 to 12 uh, for, for the mini category. So it allows that again, that, you know, that perfect transition, just like what we see in Briggs and Stratton, you know, all you have to do is change a restrictor there. You just that easier transition uh, in order to be able to, to keep that engine long-term, uh, so you're not, you're, there's not a lot of uh, overhead costs when moving up categories. 
So a little bit of Rotax uh, news for you here on This Week in Carding. David Cole and I will be back after this break, folks. Talk a little bit about some industry news, and then we're going to focus north of the border with some, uh, some news coming out of Canada as well. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Trader, Evans, Seligren, Birdsell. Carding legends are created here at the Quincy Grand Prix. This is Randy Kugler, the voice of this iconic event. On June 13th and 14th, Competition carts will rip around the spectacular and beautiful 1.2-mile circuit set out inside the South Park of Quincy, Illinois for the 33rd time since 1970. The 2020 edition of the Quincy Grand Prix marks the 50th anniversary of the first time carters raced around this historic venue. To celebrate the event, a $10,000 cash purse has been established for the four pro classes competing on the weekend. A total of 11 categories will be competing for the unique trophy given to all race winners, the Gussie, designed and named after the original race founder, Gus Trader. Registration is now open, so don't wait and enter now at QuincyGrandPrix.com and become a legendary. We'll see you at the park. History. Success. Family. Those are the three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Cart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting, and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden alongside David Cole as we uh, present you our first This Week in Carding podcast of the 2020 season. Uh, David, some industry news coming down the pipe and uh, really both of these ones that we're going to start out with being directed out of PSL Carding because they are the uh, Burrell Art Importers uh, Distributors. They're also the the, the dealer, the, the uh, importer and distributor of the new Charles Leclerc chassis, the CL. Let's first talk about one of our big partners with eCardingNews.com. I wrote an article about the fact that they've been with us for 15 years. Acceleration Kart Racing out of Las Vegas, Nevada, adding the Burrell Art program uh, to their lineup of products. Yeah, the Burrell Art is... Uh adding to the over 40 brands that is available from the Las Vegas cart shop, uh, acceleration cart racing. One of those major online shops that people from all over the world purchase from, uh, and is, uh, as you said, uh, longstanding, uh, supporter of ecartingnews.com. So acceleration cart racing, adding the Burrell art brand, both carts and parts. So everything available at shopakr.com. That includes parts, chassis, and all the different diagrams to help you find uh, that specific part you need for your cart. Yeah, we're seeing the Charles Leclerc chassis a little bit. Uh, PSL Karting had one on display uh, at the Super Nationals up close to the Leclerc. Charles Leclerc, obviously. Do we say he's a former former, uh, Supercarts USA Super Nationals uh, driver? Or do we talk about the fact that he races for Ferrari in Formula 1? Either one's (laughs) fine. I mean, either one is fine. 
Yeah, wasn't he? On, wasn't he on the Art GP back when he, he was, ran it? That, that's the connection. Yes, yeah. he was uh, very connected with uh, the Art GP program. That's yeah. essentially where he came up uh, through the ranks in, in car racing. And and when they decided to build uh, the the kart chassis program, uh, I believe it was 2012 that he was here um, racing at the Super Nationals. So with the Art GP brand, and then with Burrell and Art GP combining forces. Uh, that essentially brought on what is known as the Braille Art Program that we know now today. So, yeah, uh, yeah that 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 kind of puts everything together. And now that he has made his way into the Formula One and races for Ferrari, I guess he can make his own chassis now, right? Yeah, what? Well, you know, it, here's the one thing. You know, we we obviously had a chance to have Charles at the Super Nats, and what? A, he's just an absolutely super young man. I know we interviewed him a couple of times. At that point, he was just a top carter, but was just like he was just a really good guy. And it's been cool to see him working his way up through the open wheel ranks, and of course, uh, then coming into Formula One. He was really one of the great stories of the 2019 Formula One season with Ferrari. And yeah, when you become a a, a Ferrari star and start uh, outgunning uh, Sebastian Vettel, yeah, why not? I guess we can put your logo on a cart. But uh, and in fact, not even. Over in Europe as well, David, with Leclerc, another guy that we used to see a lot, uh, actually ran the Scusa Pro Tour at one point, right? Jordan Lennox, Lamb, Jordan Lennox, his racing team is now going to be uh, one of the official teams for the Charles Leclerc chassis as well. But primary news that we're talking about here with PSL Karting, they have signed up Ansa Motorsports to become a Charles Leclerc dealer. Ansa Motorsports, a longtime team in uh, IMSA racing. Uh, They're actually the uh, the South Florida operation getting added to the PSL dealer network. Uh, they make, they're actually making their debut this weekend at the Rock Cup USA Formula Winter Tour. Danny Formal, Alan Isambard, and team owner Patrick Otto Madsen uh, are the three drivers who will be on track this weekend. But brand new team, Anson Motorsports, and a brand new dealer for the Charles Leclerc Jesse. Yeah, just continues to extend that, uh, that Burrell Art PSL dealer network arm yeah. you know again they, they they have the red machines out there they're, they're uh, all over north america now it's it's getting the uh the other models that are under the uh the burrell art name uh out there and and that's a good combination because uh obviously danny formal has been a very successful carter uh used to race with psl for a time there as well uh, coming off uh, Super Nationals victory in the KZ category. So certainly putting it in the hands of a guy who knows what he's doing behind the wheel. Yeah, I got to give it up for PSL Karting. Uh, you know, Dominic Lebrecht uh, last year celebrating his 20th year in the sport. They become uh, obviously one of the powerhouses, but also one of the uh, one of the core components of the strength and the foundation of the sport of karting here in North America with 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 uh, with the Burrell Art program. And of course, the other associated brands like the Ricardo and now the Charles Leclerc. So a lot of great dealers around the country and and the, you have to have a strong distribution point to be able to make that happen and i think again this year i believe that they were the they were the top uh dealer top importer distributor uh for burrell art around the world so congratulations to them north of the border which is actually where psl is is, is located in three rivers in trois Rivoire. a lot going on at, at the most port karting center the canadian tire motorsports park is one of the major tracks here in canada probably the major track in terms of uh running top level uh, motorsports and car racing, motorcycle racing, you name it. But they've got most sport karting there as well. Fantastic karting facility. It's held the national championships many, many times. They've unveiled their plans for 2020. They, they're actually, they've actually brought the track, David, after, after having leased it out essentially for, for management for the last number of years. They brought it in-house with uh, C, uh, CMTP or CTMP, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Um, 
Richard Boak is actually going to be the new uh, karting facility operator. Richard, a former racer we saw running Stars of Karting back in the days. And and uh, they're adding a Burrell Art rental program to their program as well. But pretty impressive uh, to see them where Ron Fellows being so um, so such a big part of the, of the track at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Just got awarded the Order of Canada for everything he's done for, for Canadian Motorsports. But uh, Ron really focused supporting karting as he has for the last number of years. Yeah, it's been a, a long-time staple in the sport, especially for Ontario karting, uh, having that track right there yeah. next to a historic facility such as uh, the, that is there. Um, the biggest, I think one of the biggest thing is is an on-site race shop. That's always crucial, I think, when you have a, a racetrack is if you, if you don't have anywhere where people can either buy parts or, or A, get into the sport by buying buying a cart itself, uh, it's very hard to uh, to get people new into the sport. And uh, so now with uh, the new uh, operator with uh, Richard Boak, uh, they've just, they've uh, joined forces with Professional Racing Ontario as the official uh, on-site race shop uh, for the facility. And they are now the official dealer of the Charles Lacourt chart cart uh, for Ontario. So uh, it kind of just, uh, again, PSL kind of still reaching the arm everywhere they go. Obviously, they're based uh, over in um uh, Mont- uh, Montreal, Quebec area. Three rivers. Three rivers. Sorry, excuse me. Um, I always forget that. And yeah, no, so, uh, so do and, I. Trust me. Stefan made sure I knew yeah. about it this past weekend. <laughs> so uh, I made so, a mistake yeah. too. So it's good to have. Um, again, they they have uh, the prime power team uh, that's Burrell Art focused, but now they have the uh, Professional Racing Ontario or Pro, as they're yeah. known uh, throughout the uh, social media networks. Uh, holding, uh, taking charge of the Charles Leclerc cart. Yeah, really, it's a, it's a great program there. Dale Timmers and Curtis Fox at Professional Racing Ontario Pro, as you said, they've been around a long time. They've been ra- racers for 20-plus years uh, and still are, are totally committed to the sport. So great to have them actually on site at, as a race shop there, as you said. They're the new uh, Charles Leclerc cart uh, dealer for Ontario. The Mossport International Karting Association will still run their club races there. They're working on as well on the uh, the Ron Fellows Karting Championship, the Motomaster Ron Fellows Karting Championship. That's the program. Motomaster is one of the brands at Canadian Tire, which is a huge uh, automotive and really just kind of a full-on store in Canada, one of our, our longtime iconic Canadian brands as opposed to uh, in, in regards to, to a store. They've, through Motomaster, sponsored the Ron Fellows Karting Championship. A bit of an adjustment there. Uh, the the guys that were running it have started their own program at Goodwood. Ron Fellows and the crew will be putting their program together. We we'll still look forward to hearing what's going on in terms of uh, the schedule for for that uh, regional racing series. But uh, again, just you know, to have a track like that there, David, on a at a major facility, Mostport, which is the old name, Mostport for the track, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park draws a lot of people. The NASCAR weekend is huge. You know, they have. They have a couple of Victoria Day weekend. They have the, the trucks come up, and there's a lot of people there. And with that new Burrell Art rental cart program, they're going to be able to have a lot of people going through that track. And as you said, David, they come off the rental carts. They love karting. There's a pro shop right there. Walk in, see a brand new cart, and man, it's uh, that's how we bring new people into the sport. So congratulations to all of them. We wish uh, Richard Boak the best of luck, and, of course, the guys at Pro as well. It's just uh, – it's a good thing for the sport, I think, in Canada and Ontario. And Ron Fellows, of course, having him attached to it uh, is always a positive. It is. But there is a little bit of uh, uncertainty regarding karting in the uh, great country of Canada. <laughs> Would you say? 
Yeah, it was really weird news that came out that uh, that ASN Canada, which has been the FIA uh, program, the, the connected program here in Canada, they've you know essentially been in charge of all motorsports in Canada. They elected uh, late last year. We found out that they have resi- actually resigned from the FIA. So it's interesting because Paul Cook and Roger Pert, who ran that kind of program, did a lot of stuff with karting. Other parts of motorsports, they were front and center, of course, at the Formula One race in Montreal. You know, they kind of ran that whole program. Well, they have elected to resign from the FIA. I'm assuming uh, essentially sh- closing the doors on the ASN Canada program. So right now, we don't really know what's going to happen in terms of, of of people actually trying to, you know, when you're trying to get international licenses or whatever it may be. Being told Canadian drivers, if you're looking for an international license, you can connect with ACUS, which is essentially the ASN Canada of the U.S., uh, so you can connect with ACUS that way. But, uh, yeah, there's a bit of an uncertainty overall in terms of the fact that we had this kind of umbrella program that looked after motorsports to a certain extent, you know, in Canada. So uh, that's going to be some, uh, it's going to be a news a news item, I think, that we're all going to kind of be watching to see how it develops. It's interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting because, it, as you said, it's not just karting. It's all of motorsports oh, yeah. in Canada. So, as you said, the Formula One Grand Prix is very significant for ASN Canada. It was. So now it's it's kind of like, okay, where is everything going to move and move go moving forward? So, uh, yeah. as again, nothing's been announced. We're still waiting and kind of watching. Again, nothing it's it's snowing in canada so there's nothing to do so i mean is ice racing sanctioned by asn canada should we, should it we is. i'm i'm sure it so is maybe todd mccall has some insight into this we'll call todd mccall or russ bond they can fill That's us right. in what's going russ on bond. with that with ice racing <laughs> russ ron's a big ice racer all right folks one more break david cole and i are going to come back and talk about what we had on ekn editorial wise we'll let you know if you're obviously listening to our of our podcast which you obviously are We'll talk about the podcasts that are now available and everywhere you can pick up the podcasts. We'll tell you what's coming up on ECAN Radio Network as well and what's coming up for ECAN Trackside Live. All right, folks, stay with us. One more little break in the action. We'll come back and wrap up this week in karting. Two thousand nineteen was a great year, no question. But the off season is here, and I know that your mind is already thinking about next season. We all want to get better and improve our skills and our racecraft. And maybe you're tired of missing the podium or even the championship. So what do you do? Here's what I think. Take a breather from throwing money at the newest speed secret and a new chassis you don't quite need yet. Invest in yourself. Take yourself to the next level as a driver. If you want to improve your results, do what every athlete does, regardless of the sport. Get professional coaching. And in karting, there's only one choice. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston. Alan Rudolph is a legend in our sport, and he's been a coach for over 15 years. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for 2020 by calling 866-607-7223 or head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and safety gear to get you on the track. ShopAKRA.com offers a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. 
Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors in the sport to ensure that all the latest equipment is available to you, the consumer. With customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price. Be sure to visit shopakra.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Also, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials, clearance items, and new products. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howard alongside David Cole. David, you have been busy. Let's put it that way. You have not been to a race yet since the Super Nationals, but it doesn't mean that you've uh, not been locked to the laptop but as long as it's going to live. I think, I think a new laptop's coming pretty soon, right? That one's almost ready to die. It seems to be that way, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, put, we put our laptops through a lot of laps. Let's put it that way. Uh, a lot of editorial, David, getting rolled out here over the last little while. We, of course, announced uh, Danny Formal as our November Driver of the Month. Not surprising after the two massive races he was able to win in Las Vegas. You wrapped up things with the EKN Constructors Championship for 2019. That's a program we're going to shelve for the time being. Uh, Got a chance to actually post up the fact that we we wrap things up with our with my burger smash our um, charity uh, smash burger event that we put on at the CKNA Grand Nationals. We ended up raising four thousand dollars for Riley Kids, which uh, I was super happy about. David, it was great to be able to send them that check. It was a lot of work, but a lot of fun, and it and it was a great <laughs> cause. Uh, again, four thousand dollars to the Riley Kids. Um, you know, if we could, we'd give them more, but uh, that was all we were able to raise. And, and it'll be fun to continue that, uh, moving forward, uh, hopefully year after year, uh, with the Cup Cups North America Grand Nationals. We'll, we'll, we'll raise the bar next time for sure. I'm going to grab Ryan Pickering. He's like a superstar chef, uh, in, uh, in, in Indian, a racer as well. He wants to come out and smash some burgers with us. So it'll be fun. Uh, one thing you've been doing, David, is you've been knocking out a bunch of product spotlights, which I think is cool for the sport. For people, obviously, racers, they get a chance to kind of see some of the cool stuff that's available that they may not know knew about. And you did three of them, actually, in the last little bit. Yeah, the most recent one was our Precision Karting Technologies uh, product spotlight. Uh, it was the first one we did uh, here in 2020. Uh, so I kind of just did kind of a top five uh, things that uh, racers might need uh, for the 2020 season that are available through uh, PKT. Uh, so gave out, uh, obviously, axles. PKT is very uh, notable for the, for the axles. Yeah. Did rear hubs, front hubs, uh, sprocket carriers. And I cannot think of the fifth one that we did, uh, but uh, oh, uh, skid plates, skid plates. That's there it. we go. There you go. So you uh, go. all different things that uh, racers will likely need uh, for the 2020 season. Um, Odenthal Racing Products. That was uh, our last one of 2019 that we did. Uh, we highlighted the, all the uh, the different motor mounts that uh, they manufacture out of their uh, their shop. Uh, including one of the newest ones uh, that they're doing, and along with the uh, very popular uh, Briggs uh, motor mount that they utilize. They also uh, wrapped they did things l- late last year with the new Stilo Carbon Curva, Curva Rib Protector. It's a, it's a new rib protector that Stilo has put together. They actually tested it at the, at the Super Nationals, let a lot of guys use it, and the, the feedback was fantastic. I think the first shipment of these uh, Carbon Curva Stilo Rib Protectors coming in in February, but Jay Braxton told me that I think they're essentially all sold out already. So a lot of interest in the, in the new rib protectors. It's, 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 
a lot of flexibility. I, I haven't dr- used one yet, but I want to get one from Jay to test. So you and I'll both do that. David, get, get, a, get a chance to feel this, this new Stila Carbon Curve Rip Protector. But you did a, a product spotlight based on the uh, the information we got from Stilo and from guys that had a chance to, to run it. I did throw one of my morning coffees out. Again, we already talked about it, but it was kind of a thank you to Acceleration Kart Racing. I was going back, looking through some of my old... Uh, I have, I, I've kept all the monthly building lists of the advertising that we have. You know, the, guy, the great people that support eCarding News uh, week in and week out. And Acceleration Kart, Race has been, has been, Kart Racing has been with us, David, since we first uh, bought the website back in November of 2004. They were on the website before that anyways, but they've been with us for 15 years, and that just absolutely blew me away. You actually read an article as well about the final chapter of the 2010s, the ending of a decade and the starting of a new one. Yeah, just kind of kind of reviewed of where we've come from since 2010 to now, uh, just kind of looking at the uh, different organizations, different series, different engines, that type of thing, just to kind of review, because a lot of, again, karting is a very uh, kind of a rotating door, as you could say, with people going in and going out. Uh, so not yeah, a lot of people, sure. not a lot of people that are in the sport today were new, even knew what the sport was in 2010. So and a lot of things have changed and uh, have, have been updated since then. One of the things I find interesting, because I've been doing this now for 20, what, 27 years now, started in 1993 as a journalist. Uh, one, I think one of the, for me, the, 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 the primary story of the decade is the fact that we had one national championship program that ran for 10 years. Through the entire decade. That's the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. It started in 2010, and it's still running now here in, in 2020. Because over the other 15 years I was involved, I watched the first iteration of the Promoto Tour, you know, go four or five years. Then Stars of Karting came in. Then it uh, kind of a hostile takeover, weird deal with the CKI guys. And then we had nothing for a couple of years. So it's just a simple fact that we had a, we had a national Pro Tour for, for 10 years, and it has survived industry, the industry trying to eat it like it did you know, in uh, in further years. It's just nice to have that stability. It's something that I don't think we talk a lot about enough about. But yeah, Scusa Pro Tour throughout the entire decade, holding strong. And again, we expect a great season this year. I think it's it's brought on some stability. Yeah. Um, and I think as we talked about with the uh, the changes that they're going to make for 2021, that, that whole engine uh, rule freeze kind of helped things because – We've always in years past it was changing to different engines because we had um, we were with ICC and ICA during the stars of karting and then everything kind of moved away from that to tag and as you said even in the early years of Scusa everything was kind of open so everything was there and then that moved to to the ICC model so it was it was kind of like every what three to four years kind of like true. with the homologations uh, things would kind of change and and. And so that change brought on a little bit of, uh, of uh, angst and people would be like, all right, I'm done. And then move on to something. That's different. it. So. Well, look at Dave, Dave, look at the stars of carding too, right? It was ICA and Jika. And then, oh, no, then we got to try to see if we, somebody's got to do the KF program. Correct. Yeah. And we, we had, we had KF races in junior with four people. Yeah. Right. It was just, and that it just never bit, it just never, never took on. So Anyways, uh, you wrote that article. Um, we got a great, actually, article submitted to us by Billy Musgrave talking about the IAMI SSC-175cc shifter card engine, talking about a new engine being brought into the sport and and probably doesn't have the the, the support yet that it needs or wants. But Billy did a great article called Taming the Beast, and essentially he chronicled his last year in 2019 where he – Got that engine, tried to figure it out. They found some issues with the way the carburetor was put together, but 
by the end of the year, he knew how to drive it. He knew how to set it up, and he loves the engine, right? So it's really interesting. That's if you if you haven't written that read that article yet, go on eCard News and read the article article called "Taming the Beast" by by Billy Musgrave. He did a really good job with that. I was impressed when I was editing editing it. Yeah, he did a he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. He did a great job, and and kind of just essentially gave us a timeline of of what they kind of encountered during the first official season for for the engine package. So it kind of gave you an idea of what they went through because again, Billy Musgrave is a guy who's at the racetrack every single weekend. So so he he knew exactly what they went through and how they approached everything and and what they needed to do and and actually were able to find out you know, they were able to help find things that uh weren't exactly the way they should have been and and correct it and now uh they're able to uh to move forward and again, the engine package is still through its uh its early stages and and People are, are, you know, stuck in their ways and might not want to, to move towards it. But we'll see. Only the future will tell us what, uh, what really is going to happen. Indeed. All this editorial that we're reviewing for you available on eCardingNews.com. Just hop onto the site, go to the top right corner and, and grab that search engine and find out what you want to see. Uh, I was able to write up, finally write up my uh, on-track article of my opportunity, my experience with the Margay uh, Ignite program at the Battle of the Brickyard. Had a tremendous time at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. My first time running in the Arrive and Drive program with Margay, and I absolutely loved it and would jump at the opportunity to do it again. And I would tell anybody, if there's an event you want to do, let's say one of their majors, whether it's the Quincy Grand Prix or Rock Island or the Battle of the Brickyard or the Elkhart Grand Prix, if there's a race that you want to do and you just want to come in and race, fly in and race, and you're a four-cycle guy, or I don't care who you are because the four-cycle is fun, the Margie Ignite program, that arrive and drive is tremendous. So I wrote that article. Also got a chance to sit down with a guy I've known for twenty over 20 years, Greg Bell from Leading Edge Motorsports, uh, a one-on-one interview after his big victories with Danny Formal on the Formula K chassis with Leading Edge uh, at both the Rock the Rio and the Super Nationals. They won the senior shifter class at Rock the Rio. Danny and Greg winning the KZ category, which is amazing at, uh, at the Super Nats. So I had a chance to talk to Greg Bell. Great one-on-one interview with him. And, David, we wrap things up. You put together a, a coverage package for the WEKA uh, Daytona Cart Week, which took pl- place between uh, Christmas and New Year's, essentially our, first, essentially our first race coverage article of 2020. Yep, and then we also followed that up with uh, the race coverage from the Scusa Winter Series as well. So that yep. all that uh, is available on the website. We have all the different links and, and sections that you can go to to find everything there. There are podcasts available if you haven't listened to them, folks. We talked early on about the fact that our last This Week in Karting, uh, episode number 16, we did that on December the 10th. All these, of course, available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. All these podcasts now available. Remember, all of our content first airs streams on the 24-7 ECAN radio network. So you can pick that up with e- by downloading the app, the ECAN radio network app, or going ecardinews.com slash radio. It's 24-7. There's always content streaming on the ECAN radio network, but these podcasts now available. The last This Week in Carding, I did an Industry Insider interview with Gary Carlton. That's a tremendous interview. I really enjoyed talking to Gary about that. Talked a lot about passion and why he does what he does. It just... I really enjoyed that that interview with with Gary. Did a couple of ECAN outlaps, our new program that we uh, launched just before the Super Nationals. We do our debrief. That's the post-race report. Well, we started the ECAN outlap for the Super Nats, essentially the preview of the events we've done. David and I doing episode three, which was the preview for Daytona. Episode four, the preview for the Supercar USA Winter Series opener in Homestead. Next week, Monday or Tuesday, David and I will be doing another outlap, the preview of the opening round 
of the Challenge of the Americas. And right now, come well, not right now, but coming up, well, David, let, let you know, when are you going to be posting the debrief from uh, the the Scusa Winter Series, David? Debrief will be available in podcast form on Monday, and likely this show will be available on Tuesday, so January go. 21st. So uh, there we go. And again, like you said, everything plays on the radio first. So uh, playing already, we've had the live uh, broadcast from the uh, Scusa Winter Series at AMR. Uh, we've already played the debrief, uh, which is playing, I believe, right now up through tomorrow or today up to tomorrow. Uh, and then upcoming, we got uh, a couple of some inter- interviews as well. Uh, but And then, of course, next week right away, we'll have the Outlap uh, previewing the <laughs> Challenge of the Americas. Lots coming on the ECAN Radio Network. My goal is to, I know I've already, we're lining up to talk to Terry Trader for the Quincy Grand Prix. We've got a lot of great things going on with with Quincy. I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to be attending this, this, maybe even doing some announcing with Randy Kugler. We'll see. We're, we're talking about doing an ECAN trackside live broadcast from Quincy. Trying to track down Greg Jasperson from the Cup Carts North America program. I haven't been able to get a hold of him yet. And uh, I got the feeler out. I got, I got the invitation out to Garrett Potter as well from Rock Cup USA. Of course, busy this weekend. Has been for the last number of weeks getting things ready for this opening round in Pompano Beach. It's just happening this weekend. But I'll see if we can't pinch down Garrett Potter to talk about Rock Cup. What's the plans for 2020? Uh, we know about the Florida Winter Tour. We know about the Rock the Rio. But what kind of rock events are we going to see potentially coming out uh, throughout the season? So looking to get him pinned down again, as you said. We'll also have the outlap uh, for for the Coda running next week as well. But uh, David, we're we're on the we're, we're at the desk right now. I got a chance to go to the Scoozer race last weekend in Homestead. You have you've got to be dying because by the time you roll, you'll have been home for two months. Our next race, January the 24, 25, 26. We're both heading to Tucson, Arizona for the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas, hanging back with Andy Saisman and the staff there, the family at Coda. Dude, you got to be ready to go. I'm I do. You. I got to go get a haircut. I haven't had a haircut since that race, too. <laughs> wow, you might need to post a, I've a at least photo shaved. of that. I have shaved, sh- but uh, not so much. Not That's so much good. the top top side of the head. But uh, I'm looking forward. Wow. I'm looking Shaggy. forward to uh, to Tucson. It's uh, this will be, I believe, our ninth season with uh, the Challenge in America. Started back in 2012, so. if you can believe that. Doing live broadcasts. From the Challenge of America. Well, let's just say one thing, though. I Remember, I didn't announce even one race you, last year. Oh, my gosh. That's of the right. Conflicts. I, didn't I didn't even think about that. You were, yeah. you were at, I didn't go to the first two the races. Events, but that's right. You were there as a quote-unquote yeah. racer. Yeah. I was, And, and I was David me. Cole. I was David Cole. So I, I handled the broadcast. But, yeah, I'll be back on the mic for the entire Challenge of the Americas this year, which makes me very, very happy. But, yeah, getting back out to Tucson – Dude, I love that racetrack so much in terms of being – I've never driven it myself. Hopefully, I'd like to be able to drive it potentially. I, I might need to set that up. But first and foremost, what a great racetrack to call. The action there, passing in one, passing in two, passing in four, passing in five, <laughs> passing in what? Uh, through the rhythm section, nine, I think it is, at the end of the straightaway, or end of the rhythm section, passing down at the end of the straightaway. It's just – it's probably one of the best racetracks for sheer wheel-to-wheel racing. I think it, for, without a doubt, it is. Uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. Different, different elevation, not too much, but enough to uh, to feel it. Uh, as you said, the back and forth of the racetrack, uh, the speed down at the end of the back straightaway, so you, you're able to get that speed factor there in the front straightaway as well. But uh, plenty of passing opportunities, plenty of different areas where you can gain or lose time. So uh, it makes for exciting racing, and we've seen exciting racing. Every time we've gone there with Challenge of the Americas. 
Great to have Cooper Tires on back with on board back with us again this year. They're the presenting sponsor of our EKN Trackside Live Tour for 2020. We're locking things down. We'll get the new T Tour T-shirts done, and we'll be make those available on the EKN store. Uh, I'll probably give a couple of those out at, at the podium presentations as well. Two EKN Trackside Live races over the next three and a, three and a half weeks. We've, of course, got the Challenge of the Americas, as David and I are talking about. January 24, 25, 26, we'll be live from Tucson, Arizona. And then two weeks later, Alicia and I will be heading back down to Homestead for the final two rounds of the Supercarts USA Winter Series, February 7th, 8th, and 9th from Homestead, Florida. And then, David, to cap things off, first week, uh, second week of March, the opening round of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. It pains me to say this, but it'll be the first Pro Tour race I will miss uh, in 11 years. I've announced every Pro Tour race, but it's on exactly the same weekend as the uh, Road to Indy and IndyCar opener at St. Petersburg. I got to be in St. Petersburg. We're going to have, I just confirmed it, we're going to have Xander Clements on the mic uh, with you for EKN Trackside Live. See, I, I had to miss the second ever uh, pro tour race because that was at Shawano. I was at the Rotex is, Grand yeah. Nationals. That's the only race I've ever pro tour race I've ever missed. So now you'll get that feeling that I get uh, when you <laughs> yeah. FOMO, major FOMO. Yeah. Uh, I'll be busy. Thank God I'll be busy in St. Petersburg. But yeah, I'll be I'll be uh, doing what I can to see what's going on there. I hate I hate that I'm missing it, but I'm sure that uh, you'll be you'll be you'll be good. You get in the capable hands of uh, Xander Clements. You can make sure you keep him in line, though, okay? You'll, you'll have to, well, you're going to be kind of in that trailer announcing couple sessions, right? And then you're running around pit lane like a chicken with his head cut off, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be doing the Indy Lights from pit lane. I'll be doing uh, IndyCar from pit lane as well, as I always do. But also, we're going to do a lot more stuff with Road to Indy. I think we're going to be doing like a live pre, pre-race show and a live post-race show. Oh, so yeah. You're, you're, as, <laughs> you're going to have, have no time to watch what's going on. Ex- as if I have any more bandwidth at those weekends. I'm, looking, I'm really looking forward to getting back because so many of these drivers, David, that you and I I have followed over the last 15 years of owning e-carding news. And then me before that was Shifter Card Illustrated, getting a chance to see these guys move their way up the ranks. Of course, Oliver Askew and Pato Award, two kids we've watched for many years this year, running with uh, um, Errol McLaren Racing SP. Excited to see Oliver making his debut in the NTT IndyCar Series. Yeah, Oliver, uh, was it 2013 Rotax Grand Finals podium finisher? There you go, David. Good stuff. All right, folks, that's it for this weekend carding. We'll try to do another one, maybe less than a month. We're going to look to do one at the second week of February. Every couple of weeks, we'll try to do this for you. We hope you enjoyed it, guys. And, and if you're driving still on the way to work or on the way home from work, please drive safe. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We are done here on the EKN Radio Network. Lots of content 24-7 here on EKN Radio. But this particular podcast of this weekend carding is done. On behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>